Hey, welcome to the Zoe LA podcast. We are a church in Los Angeles, California that is surrounded by and centered around the person of Jesus Christ. Thank you so much for listening today. We are concluding a series that we have been in called Rejected. We are rejecting the lies that the enemy has told us and replacing them with God's truth. We're going to go to the scriptures in just a moment. I'm teaching today on the lies and truth about money. 2,300 scriptures in the Bible about money because God wants you to know the truth about money, not the lie. So we're gonna jump in, but as always, we wanna thank every person that gives and partners with us here in Los Angeles to help get the message of Jesus around the world. Make sure you go to our website, you can give there, or text ZOE to 77977 and you can give right there. Thank you in advance, and as always, I gotta say thank you to every person that shares and subscribes to our podcast. But without any further ado, let's jump into the conclusion of this series, part five, Rejected. I want to conclude the series that we've been in, and I want to talk about one of the most important subjects of our life. Now, God saw this subject so important, Jesus saw this subject so important, that 11 of his 39 parables cover this one issue. The Bible saw it so important that 2,300 specific verses are related to this subject. And that is the subject of money. So God wanted you to know the truth about money so much that Jesus preached more about money than he did hell. He preached more about money than he did sex. He preached more about money than he did most any topic because he knew that money is not a money issue. Money is a heart issue. And he knew if he could get your heart, he could get your life. So he talked about money because nothing is more near and dear to our heart than our own money. That was was my Forrest Gump voice. But instead of saying Jenai, I said money. Nope, I don't use drugs. Nope. That's just Orange Theory. God wants you to know what he thinks and what he feels about money so much that he is so clear about the truth of your relationship with finance. In fact, I'll say this way. Nothing reveals your spiritual condition more than your attitude and your thinking towards money. It just shows where you're at. It reveals your true status. It shows whether you have the truth in you or if you have been led to believe a lie about Money. God wants you to know the truth because he doesn't want you to be a wizard about finance. He wants you to give your heart clearly and freely over to God. So he talks to you about this issue. He's not shy about this issue because he wants you to approach it with the right attitude and the right mindset. Now he knows that if you don't approach it correctly, money will master you. But if you listen to God's truth, you will master money. And you will you will have the ability to say, nope, that's a lie. Money doesn't run my life. God runs my life. I do not serve money. I serve God. Watch this, Matthew 6, 24. Watch what the Bible teaches. This is Jesus. He says, no one can serve two masters. What he's talking to us about as Angelinos is it's Dodgers or Angels. Somebody say amen. It's Lakers or Clippers. It's Rams or... I'm not even going to mention the other team. They're from San Diego. 
No one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will be loyal to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Mammon, what a, what a church word, mammon. You cannot serve God and mammon. What is the word mammon? Mammon is an Aramaic word, and it's translated riches. So all throughout the Bible, you see mammon. By the way, mammon is a spirit. And I don't know if you knew this, but your money has a spirit on it. You either have God's spirit on your money or you have a mammon spirit on your money. I don't know about you, but I want God's spirit on my finances. Anybody else? So mammon is a spirit. It's, it's, it, it, sorry, it's riches. And riches all throughout the Bible, riches promises what it cannot deliver. So it promises freedom. It promises identity. It promises deliverance. It promises happiness. It promises these things, but it cannot fulfill its promises. Only God can give freedom. Only God can deliver. Only God can give identity. Money cannot do what God... Come on, clap today if you're thankful. Come on, clap in your house if you're grateful. I'm not going to serve money. I serve God. Now, I know that if I serve money, now this is the way of the world. Now, when I say the world, I say the way of culture, the way that everybody else is living. Until I find Jesus and I find grace, I am probably swept up and living in the, the rules of culture or the rest of the way the world lives. But when I find freedom and I find grace, I live in God's truths. I live in God's ways and God's purposes. Watch here what the Bible teaches us. First John chapter 5, it says this, we know that whoever is born of God does not sin, but he who has been born of God keeps himself, and the wicked one does not touch him. We know that we are of God, and the whole world lies under the sway of the wicked one. I like that sway because it's like, hey, it's my Motown moves getting ready for tomorrow. Sway. We know that the liar, I feel like you're laughing at me, okay? So you got to calm down, Sugarfoot. He says, the whole world lives under the sway of the enemy. What is he teaching us? The Bible's teaching us that if I don't say yes to the truth, I will fall into the trap of the lie, and now I'm just led by every impulse and desire, whatever trend or fad that the wicked one wants me to serve. No, no, I'm going to reject that. He is not my leader and neither is money. I am led and ruled and controlled by the power of the Holy Spirit, Jesus of Nazareth, and my Father God. Come on, anybody thankful today? I'm not living under the sway of God. I'm serving the Spirit of God. Don't live for money. I don't live for stuff. I don't live for things. I don't live for hobbies and trips. I've actually said yes to serving God. No one can serve money and serve God. Either you're going to serve one and hate the other, but you cannot do both. I would rather serve God and say, I don't even care about money, than serve money and grow to a place where I don't really care that much about God. The, the, the lie of mammon says you don't need God. The lie of mammon says you better work harder. The lie of mammon says you're self-sufficient. The lie of mammon says you're independent. The lie of mammon says you make all this happen. The lie of mammon says it's on you. But when I receive the truth of God, it says Jehovah Jireh, God is my provider. My God shall supply all your needs according to his riches and his glory. God is my truth. God is my provider. God is my protector. I reject the lie. 
so I can replace it with truth. I'm going to give you three lies that you got to get, you got to get rid of. You got to, Dikembe Matambo, you got to reject these lies, the lies about money. Write down number one, more money equals more value and happiness. So the lie that you've been led to believe, and I have been led to believe, is the more money you have, the more value you have, and the happier you will be. What a lie. As if more money could make you more valuable. See, see, we think that if I've got money, then I, have, I can walk into the restaurant, or I could go by valet, or I could wear certain outfits, and I can dress a certain way, and I can have the right bag, and I can have the right watch, and I could be, because money makes me valuable. Money can make you valuable on the outside, but it cannot touch the inside. Value comes from God, not from bank accounts. But money lies to you and says you're important and you're valuable if you've got, it, it lies about fame, and it lies about fortune. The more people you know, and the more places you go, and the more money you have, then clearly that is status and importance. But I love Jesus. Jesus says, listen, even the poor is with me. It doesn't matter how much money you have or don't have. You're a son. You're a daughter. You are called. You Come on. Even his eye is on the sparrow. If he takes care of birds, and he takes care of grass, how much more will he take care of you? So it doesn't matter how much is in your account or not in your account. doesn't matter whether you have cryptos, NFTs, whoopsies, or you don't have none of that. doesn't matter whether you have the stock market, whoopsies again. doesn't matter about any of that. What matters is you have a relationship with Jesus. Cannot give you value. Cannot make you happy. The lie is if I make more money, and God bless this praise report, whoever that was in our church that got, you got a raise, high five and a fist pound. Praise God. But it, just because you got more money, doesn't mean you mo happy. Not to quote another famous poet, but mo money. Y'all are so ungodly. It is sad. It is sick how unrighteous y'all are. I was going to quote scripture, but you beat me to it. See, we think if I've, if I've got more, oh, just, just need 50, 20 more grand a year. Just, just fifty, fifty thousand dollars more. A hundred. What is your number that cannot give you happiness? Happiness is an internal work. Joy is an inside job. God makes you happy from the inside. He'll bless you beyond your wildest dreams. And when God blesses you, it's not financial alone. It's in community. It's in relationship. It's in opportunity. It's in love. It's in emotional condition. Come on, thank God today if you're grateful. I'm blessed. And no bank account can summarize my happiness. Some of the happiest people I know in the whole world don't have a dollar to, a dollar to their name. Some of the happiest people I know, they, they barely make any money in their annual salary. On paper, they should not be happy. But I know some folks that got a lot of money, and they are miserable. I know people that got tons of money, and they're not living the happy life. Money can't make you happy, but we're seduced. We're lied by the spirit of mammon. By the way, the spirit of mammon is never satisfied. The spirit of mammon is 
is unquenchable. The spirit of mammon that's greed, that's more, that's lust. I can't have enough money. I can't have enough. I need more to be happy. I need more. So you feel important one day, then somebody with a bigger bank account walks in the room and you feel insignificant. But when I've got Jesus, it doesn't matter what you got. I know I'm going to heaven. I know that God called my name. I know I was in a pit. Come on, clap if you're thankful today. I don't care about your account. I'm going to God. But when you live by the lie, you're intimidated by the portfolio of others. You're intimidated by the lie that the more you have, the more important you are. You are a chosen generation. You are a royal priesthood. You have been called by God himself. Is there more importance that you could ever achieve than being a child of God? What a lie. I just love this scripture. Look here on the screen. Put it up here. Look at Proverbs 30, verse 8. This is, this is such good truth. First, help me to never tell a lie. Second, give me neither poverty nor riches. Give me just enough to satisfy my needs. For if I grow rich, I may deny you and say, who is the Lord? And if I am too poor, I may still and thus insult God's name. Just, just give me enough. I'll tell you when you're walking in truth, when you're like, God, you don't got to give me another thing for me to praise you. You don't got to give me more money. I'm already blessed. I'm already thankful. I already got enough. My bills are paid. My life is good. I can take, I can buy some clothes for my, come on, clap if you're thankful. I'm a, you, you don't got to give me more. But you get, you get in that lie. It's like, I need more. I got to have more money. I got to make more. I got to get to this level. I got to get to this status. Once I purchase this, once I got that, then I'm going to feel good. No, you won't. You will not feel good. If right now is not enough, it'll never be enough. But today, give us our bread, our daily bread, and forgive me of my sins as I forgive those. Come on, clap. I feel faith in the 930 today. Faith in your home today. I'm good. Don't let me become rich, lest I say, who is the Lord? And don't let me become poor, lest I become a thief. Lord, just enough for my needs. You know, if you live that life, God will give you more than you need. By the way, we don't serve the God of enough. We serve the God of more than enough. God will bless you beyond your wildest dreams, and he'll bless you in ways that you never thought or imagined. He'll bless you so stupidly that you'll be like, I didn't even think about this. God hooked me up, and it was bigger than a J-O-B, and it was bigger than a bank account. It was bigger than an opportunity. It was bigger than one day. It was bigger than... In one season, I'm living a I don't know if it's the no socks, but I felt like preaching. You're blessed. And the liar says, aren't they so blessed? Look at, look at their outfit. Look at their lifestyle. You know, if you work hard and you serve me, you'll be blessed too. We're already blessed. Lie number two, write this one down. Everything you have is yours. Withhold so you don't miss out. The lie that you and I are told is everything you got right now that belongs to you because you work so hard to achieve it. So it's yours. And can nobody tell you what to do with your money because it's yours. And everything you've worked for and sacrificed for and your hard determination and work ethic has achieved this much money. So don't let anybody, especially God, tell you what to do with your money. 
I want to give you the pathway to freedom today. You are not an owner of anything you have. You are a steward of everything you have. And if you want true freedom, you want true love, you want true liberty, do not live as an owner. Live as a steward. I want to tell you, your car's not yours, and your house is not yours, and your bank account's not yours, and your kids aren't yours, and your life is not yours. Everything belongs to God. And when you get that mentality and you switch over from I'm the owner to I'm a steward, you live so freely. You're like, man, these kids, they ain't mine. If they act in a fool, it's like, God, they're yours, not mine. They, they, they're your kids. I'm just stewarding them. Zoe acting a fool, people acting crazy in church. Like, Lord, this is your church. I'm just a steward. I'm just a preacher, man. I just, I ain't got no socks on. They're your people. You deal with them. You the shepherd. But, but, but the, the lie that, that, that you, you and I fall into is that it's, your, it's yours. You, and so watch, we, we clench fists. This is, my, this is my money, and this is my gift, and this is my craft, and these, this is my house and my car, and it's all mine. How's that working out? How's that, how's that, how's that going for you? Are you, are you happy? I find the happiest people are like, oh, God, I just recognize that my talent is from you. It's not my talent, so you just use it the way you want. My life is not mine. It's your life. So whatever you want, I got to decrease. You got to increase. And, God, I just thank you. All this money that I'm stewarding, whatever you want to do with it, I just, God, help me to steward well what you've placed in my possession. And, Lord, don't let me. See, the lie is that you got to withhold. Hold back because you're going to miss out. You never know when your friends are going to want to go to Cabo San Lucas. You never know when that thing's going public. You never know, so don't miss out. Withhold because you're going to miss out on what could be. What a lie. It's not even mine. So I'm not holding back nothing. I'm living to give. Listen, you ain't living till you start giving. And once you give... You're blessed not because you receive. You're blessed because you give. No, oh, I love this. I love one of my favorite stories in Acts chapter 5. This is New Testament. So this is Jesus has already come, lived 33 years. He has died on the cross for our sins. He has rose from the grave. The church has started. Now, the Bible says in Acts 2.43 that the church shared all things, that they never considered anything as their own, but they shared everything. So they live with this mentality. My car is your car. My, mi casa, su casa. Whatever, my kids are you... Don't spank them, but you can help raise them. And it just, we're sharing everything. So the church was taken off like wildfire. Why? Because selfishness was eradicated. And all of a sudden, people are just like, yeah, man, it's, it's, whatever. I just, we're in. It's church. It's Zoe. It's we're, fam. It's not mine. It's, it's God's. It's not, I'm just, it's all ours. So there's this one couple named Ananias and Sapphira. And they, they're part of this. And they're in the eco, and they're in the culture. They're in the community. And the Bible says they sell a piece of property, and they go to give their tithe. This is New Testament. They go to give their tithe, and they withhold some for themselves. The, the Holy Spirit speaks to the leaders and say, Ananias and Sapphira have withheld Watch Acts chapter 5. This is crazy. Now, with his wife's full knowledge, 
He kept back part of the money for himself, but brought the rest and put it at the apostles' feet. This is before push pay, people. Then Peter said, Ananias, how is it that Satan has so filled your heart that you have lied to the Holy Spirit and have kept for yourself some of the money you received for the land? Didn't it belong to you before it was sold? And after it was sold, wasn't the money at your disposal? What made you think of doing such a thing? You have not lied to just humans, but you've tried to lie to God. You, you, you see, when we start believing the lies, we start living a lie. We start withholding, like, nah, I, I, I got to watch out for me. I gotta, so God, here's, you know, just, here's, your little, here's your little something, bless you. And, uh, but I got I to gotta make sure, you know, I got kids that are going to go to college in like 15 years. And so I just got to make sure. And, and you, you see with a lie, he said, hold on, who told you that lie? And why did you start living a lie? See, when you walk in truth, you're like, I just, God, I know you're watching how I steward. I know you're watching how I spend my money. I know you're watching, and I want to please you with my life. I'm not scared or intimidated. I want my giving to be worshiped to you. I'm not under reluctance or compulsion. I'm not living under, see, the problem with church is most of you give in church because of two reasons, either guilt or fear. We give because we feel guilty or we're fear. Oh, I don't want, I don't want the wrath of God, so here's a little something. And so I'm so afraid that if I don't give, um, bad things are going to happen and my business is going to go bankrupt and people are going to turn against me. So I'll just give a little something because of guilt or fear. But when you get truth in your life, you give because God's been gracious and God's been good and God's been loving. And I don't give out of fear or guilt. Clap if you're understanding what I'm saying today. I give because I want to, not because I have to. I give because of his faithfulness, and I give because I'm not withholding what belongs to God. I'm not holding back for a, another rainy day. I'm giving because everything I have comes from God. It's all his. I'm just a steward. I'll never forget when Julie and I got married. We got, we got married. We're celebrating our 14-year wedding anniversary this year. She is blessed. And so um. Come on, you guys. We just have fun before hot dogs and hamburgers. So, um, and I don't forget, when we first got married, when we got married, Julia owned five houses herself, and I owned one. I was like, ball out. And so I was like, yeah, them houses are mine too now. Yeah. One house for me, little youth pastor in Seattle, Washington area, five houses for her. She was in the banking uh, real estate world. And she was balling out, baby. And then she lived the big short. We lived the big short in the 2008 crash. And so now, once was a blessing. These are my homes. I was like, these are your homes. This is your problem. Do not share my bank account. The two shall become one after your bankruptcy. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. She didn't file. Anyways, uh. Yeah, what were we talking about? <laughs> but, I, but, I, but, I, but I'll never forget, you know, it's like all of a sudden we own together six houses. And all of a sudden overnight we were in a world of trouble. And all of a sudden overnight I started realizing, OMG, we must realize now how to be wise stewards over the financial reality that's taking place in America. And so this is not just what we own. This is what we steward. 
And so we lead with wisdom and counsel on how to get through hard times financially. And the liar wants to say, no, 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 it's yours. Do what you got to do. Look out for yours. You're the owner. No, no, God, everything is from you. Everything is for you. It all belongs to you. And I don't want to be caught in an Ananias, Sapphira situation where I'm trying to lie to God about my financial reality. I'd rather just live with the lights on and the doors open. Lord, here's where I'm at. Here's what I need. It all belongs to you. It's all for your glory. I'm not living for myself. I'm living for Jesus. Lie number three, worship team, you come join me. I love this, this, this last lie. It's so funny. Money is the answer to your problems and the world's problems. What a lie. The liar wants you to believe that you've got money problems. Let me just say this to you. If your biggest problems here today are money problems, we've got really big problems. Because your biggest problems are not money problems. Your biggest problems are you problems. Your biggest problems are on the inside. Your biggest problem cannot be fixed with money. If money could fix your problems, you would have robbed a bank or bought all the lotto tickets by now. But money cannot solve what's lying in a hospital bed today. Money cannot solve what's going on in your home. Money cannot solve what's going on in your head and your heart. Money cannot solve your emotions. Money cannot solve the lie from the enemy is money fixes things. And it does for a moment. But you want to know what Jesus said? Come, drink of me. And if you, if you taste what I, what I serve, you taste living water, you'll never thirst again. The liar says money is the, it's what the world needs is money. It's amazing to me in this era how many people are concerned with Elon Musk's money and what he should do with it. And if, if so-and-so billionaire were to give just a portion of their money, we could solve the world's problems. Yeah, we could feed the world, and that's amazing. And I pray that we do. But God has not called us just to give a meal. God has called us to give a, a message as well. Uh, God has called us to bring light and to bring hope and to bring love. If we went to Guala, if we went to Guadalajara, aka Guatemala, and if we went down on that mission trip, that's for the front row, and we went down on that mission trip and we fed everybody and came home, what good was it if we didn't pray for some folks? What good was it if we didn't tell people about Jesus? What good was it if we didn't bring hope? Money cannot solve the world's problem. America does not have a money problem. Well, it does, but America didn't have a money problem. It's got a Jesus problem. Jesus could change our nation. Jesus can change the world. Jesus is the hope for humanity. It's not crypto or NFT or stock market or money in your account. Money can't solve that. God can solve that. And your biggest problem today is not finance. And I pray that God blesses you. I pray that you get miracle checks and miracle provision. I pray that God shocks you. Come on, God, God. by the way, God, the Bible says in Deuteronomy that God gives you the power to get wealth. So don't believe one Christian that says God doesn't want you to have money. God wants you to be blessed beyond your wildest imagination. God want the blessing of the Lord maketh one rich and he addeth no sorrow to it. So God has the power to give you wealth. Read through the Kings. 
in the Old Testament, God will give you, but it's not about money. It's about being, walking in truth, walking in freedom, walking in identity. Money, <laughs> I love that proverb. Oh, give me neither riches nor poverty, just enough for my needs. Don't let me chase after that mammon spirit. I want the Holy Spirit. I don't want to live for riches and wealth. I don't want to live for fame and glory. I want to live for your kingdom, and I want to live for your renown. And so, Lord, here's my life. Here's my gift. Here's my talent. Here's my time. Here's my future. I lay it down at your feet. You need to understand the lies and the truth about money. 2,300 scriptures about money? 11 of 39 parables? What's God shouting at you? I want you to know the truth. Because the truth will set you free. I'm telling you, there's no greater life than serving Jesus. There's no greater life than saying, my life has been crucified. It's no longer I that live. It's Christ that lives through me. In the life that I now live, I live by faith. I don't live for what the world wants. I don't live by any other alternative spirit. I live arrested by the Holy Spirit. Come on, let's stand to our feet. Jesus, we thank you today. We thank you for great.